Hey y'all, what's up? You are listening to Embrace the Madness. This is Madeline and here we are on a podcast just talking about life and all the things we experience in this 3D human world. And as we all know, sometimes it gets really weird. Sometimes it's really cool, but I just like talking about it because nobody knows what the heck's going on. (laughs) Hi, it's been a minute. I feel like during the change between the seasons, my allergies are really sensitive. (laughs) And I don't really like talking. I just don't like the way it looks or it could be perceived, you know, and just like snots coming out everywhere. And I'd rather not, I mean, even now I'm probably a little bit nasally, but I just would rather not be nasally. You know, maybe, maybe I'm just going to have to embrace the nasally-ness. <laughs> I'm going to change the podcast title to embrace the nasaliness. But yeah, I wanted to wait some time because Like I said, I don't like talking when I'm snotty and I'm just now kind of getting back to normalcy at some point. And also I feel like I had the idea to talk about this episode a few weeks ago, but you know, sometimes you just need things to settle in and, and really just let these these ideas, ideas, ideas marinate before you just start talking about them. And I think for me, sobriety has been something that I've thought about and didn't want to do and didn't want to, yeah, ever, ever go there. But now, now it just makes sense. And now it affects my body in different ways. And I know as I get older, that's just going to be the way things are, but it almost seems like not age related. It just seems like, I don't know, spiritually motivated or, or just, yeah, the universe is like, look, you don't need this stuff in your life anymore. It's not doing you any good. It's not helping you. It's actually getting in the way and it's hurting you and dehydrating you and blah, 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 blah. So yeah, I wanted to talk about that and yeah, me and me and alcohol go way, 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 way back, way back. And yeah, I'm just going to do this episode just kind of like freestyle. I don't have any notes. I just wanted to kind of share a little bit about my journey with it and why I've been considering just cutting it out completely. And I, it's frustrating that, you know, we have been taught since, I don't know, the prohibition that (laughs) like alcohol is awesome. And I mean, okay, we probably, probably the whole prohibition thing was because they realized like how wild people were getting and how it changed who they were. And I'm not sure if you've heard, but you know, some people talk about alcohol being referred to as a spirit and that it opens kind of your energy to allow negative energies in. I can see, I can see why they, they said that and why they wanted to ban alcohol. And 
I also understand that some people can hang and can handle it and can drink it no problem and moderate themselves and yeah, no problems. But there's a lot of people where I don't feel like moderation works. I think that all of our brain chemistries are so different that we are each differently affected by alcohol or any any anything we ingest that's not, you know, natural to our body, even if it is natural to our body, like cannabinoids or anything like that. Like anything that we're ingesting that is going to change or interact with our body in a different way, it's not all going to affect us the same. And we can talk about the science if you want, but I'm just talking about experiential things today. Um, so yeah, it's, it's wild to me that alcohol is a legal drug and that it has been something that has been normalized at least my entire life. And I know it's been normalized a lot longer and yeah, we've got all these commercials like promoting drinking and there's holiday drinks and, and I personally just got to the point where, you know, I expected, to have an alcohol drink every time I had a drink. Like if we have lunch or if we have dinner, like I just need a glass of wine or a beer or something. And so me now is like looking back and thinking about all the ways that we are conditioned to use alcohol. And, you know, like compared to other drugs, I don't really understand why but if we want to get conspiracy theory on it maybe I understand why maybe you know just like cigarettes and stuff like that like these things that have been shown to be really not good for us are legal and you know things like psychedelics and cannabis are illegal even though they've been shown to have therapeutic uses and you know that's just kind of where I am like okay well I guess this is America (laughs) I guess this is what Childish Gambino was talking about so let's see if you I also want to just like set the disclaimer this episode is not meant to be coming from a judgmental place this episode is purely me sharing my story my experiences with alcohol and and I think you know when you quit something or decide to stop or things like that our ego is like okay well I am going to be in the better than you category and to be transparent like of course I experience those feelings and I have to address them as they come up but if you are still actively drinking or you know I'm not I'm not sharing this episode as a as a way to make you feel bad about yourself or yeah any of that like I'm just sharing because I've been I guess sober curious for a long time and in our society I feel like you are instantly shamed if you don't want to drink And people ask like, oh, well, why aren't you drinking or blah, 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 blah. And I just want to put some content out there that is reflective of my journey and could 
offer, you know, a helpful narrative to someone who is also sober curious or just wants to know about me and my relationship to alcohol. So I just wanted to let you know that, that I accept you for who you are and whatever your drink of choice is. Like I used to be a bartender. I get it. I get it. I promise. I promise. So yeah, I guess let's just start when I was drinking age and you know, we're we're all pretty much guilty. Maybe not all of us, but a lot of us drank underage because it was the cool thing to do, blah, 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 blah. And I really don't think that I had like a negative relationship to alcohol when I started drinking. Um, I mean, it's also hard to like compare to anything else because, you know, I was, I don't even, I really didn't start that early. Maybe, maybe like senior year of high school. Um, I was still pretty much like a good, good, like didn't want to do anything bad. Didn't want to, like, I didn't go to any crazy parties. I think I (laughs) was really uncomfortable at those. Um, but I was a waitress around that same time. So I was always around alcohol. Alcohol was pretty normalized. We actually didn't drink that much as a family, like at family events other than Christmas or Thanksgiving. And it was really just like wine or beer. And fortunately, I don't think I was modeled like strong alcoholic behavior. And I think that was cool. Because I, yeah, I never really like felt like I wanted to or had to drink when I was younger. And I think we all kind of get to that point where we're like, oh, yeah, I'm almost 21, blah, 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 and things like that. And also as we recount, this is probably like me thinking about all this stuff since it happened. So I don't remember exactly everything, but which also could be related to the alcohol because alcohol literally takes away our ability to make memories. But I do know sometimes it would be like excessive drinking, especially when, you know, you experience breakups or really difficult situations. Um, I know I had experienced a breakup like several times. (laughs) several times. One of my friends passed when we were in college and I don't really remember if I was drinking a lot then, but probably nothing too much. I don't really remember like a lot of numbing back then and see like I think alcohol was so normalized too that, you know, I wouldn't have thought anything was weird. So studied abroad. That was cool. It was cool seeing like the way another culture uses alcohol, drinks alcohol. And I mean, we got pretty, pretty, pretty drunk with, with my study abroad friends, but you know, I think that's pretty, pretty American of us. I feel like I was probably in a space where I didn't want to get too drunk because you know, I'm in a different country. I want to feel safe and things like that. We did, we did push, push the boundaries for sure. Um, I, 
was studying abroad with several Australians and I know that they have a heavy drinking culture just like America. And so, yeah, I don't even know, but I really have never not been around alcohol even after um, studying abroad. Like I just continued to bartend. And so, of course, when you're around people, I just feel like I was always with people who were drinking. And going back to that whole normalized thing, I didn't really know not to drink or didn't think that alcohol was affecting me in any other way. But I do remember I was going through some pretty, pretty rough things. I know that the like previous person I was dating, we had broken up on again and off again. And I think that because they were, you know, one of the first people that I had been vulnerable with, I was just really sad and I didn't know how to process it. And so there were several, several years where I just drank all the time. And especially when I had this one job, I, it was kind of like the culture to just drink while you're at work. And that just was a really slippery slope. Like it, it just got to the point where it was like an everyday thing or every weekend thing. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, well, shit, no wonder I don't remember like years of my life. But I mean, at the time I, I didn't really know. And at the time I was just having fun and yeah, just having fun. But one of those years, um, I can't even remember what year it was. I've been in several car accidents in my life, but this one I was driving And a lot of times in those years, I was driving um, while drinking, which makes me sad to think about because, I mean, I'm sure, you know, y'all might have experience with drunk drivers. You might know someone who's died from a drunk driver. You might know someone who's killed someone as a drunk driver. And I think this is just something that's so close to us, even if even if it's just a couple of degrees of separation, but it really is so sad that, you know, it's normalized to drink and drive and, and it's normal to let our friends go drive and it's normal to, yeah. I, I used to be the person who was like, oh no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Like I'm a great, I'm a great driver. I'm here. I'm present, but alcohol is one of those things where you really don't know what's going on and your levels are, you know, either increasing or decreasing. And when they're decreasing, it starts to act as a sedative. And if you have been drinking and then you start driving, like your nervous system starts slowing down, your heartbeat starts slowing down. It's sedating you, like putting you to sleep. So of course you start to get sleepy after you've been drinking So back to this whole story, and I don't remember what year it was, but I think it was probably like 2015 or something, but I had been drinking downtown with a friend, and I don't remember leaving. 
And I still don't know how, I guess just like building my tolerance, like I don't know how I drank so much. <laughs> like nowadays I like drink one thing and I'm like, I hate my life. So yeah, I don't remember leaving. And this is a trigger warning for anyone if you need to pause or skip over this part. I just wanted to let you know. It's just, you know, my story and the car accident and just a little bit of blood. And I remember waking up to like my glasses were off. There was blood all over me. Um, The hood was kind of popped up and I saw smoke and I was just really confused. And I got out of the car. It was nighttime. I had no idea where I was. And I just looked and like smoke was coming out of the hood of my truck. I had, I think like run off the road. It was a two lane road and I had run off the road into this ditch. And like, thank God I fucking ran into a ditch because I I don't even know. I could have hit somebody. I could have killed myself. I could have, I don't know. <laughs> Thank God for that ditch. But I, you know, you can only imagine, like, I was scared as shit. Like, I didn't know what was happening. I, I mean, obviously, I was, like, jolted, awake, sober, you know, adrenaline's running. Like, like I said, like, there was blood on my on my um, chest. I think my glasses had, I had hit the steering wheel and my glasses, like they were plastic. They went into my eyelid and kind of like cut it a little bit. And it's actually still, it's still there. Um, Yeah. So I had called my boyfriend at the time and I think it was probably like, oh no, hold on. I couldn't find my phone or it was lost or I don't I don't know where my phone was and so I think I was just like sitting there like I don't know what the fuck to do and out of nowhere maybe like 20 minutes later someone pulled over and asked if I was okay and I asked if I could use their phone and they let me use the phone and yeah My ex-boyfriend had answered it and he came to come get me and we were going to try to figure it all out. But in order to get a tow truck, you have to file a police report. And so we were like, well, shit, what are we going to do? And I mean, at that point, like we had to tow the truck. So we were just like, okay, we're just going to say that you fell asleep at the wheel and we were driving to a friend's house and I was following you and and things like that. And so we had gotten to, the police had come and he had talked to the police and he told them what had happened, you know, that I had veered off, I'd fallen asleep and wrecked the car and they believed us. Um, and and so we were able to file the police report and get a tow truck. And that, that was a very, 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 very eye-opening thing that happened. 
I think at that time, I was really sad and really depressed. And I think that whole accident on top of it made me feel a lot of shame and a lot of guilt and a lot of embarrassment. And I think I remember, I'm not really even sure what I told my family, if I told them the truth or if I told them that I fell asleep. I kind of feel like I told them the truth. But yeah, it was it was a lot. And, and this was like seven years ago. There was something that was like, well, you made it through that for a reason, like you're here for a reason. And yeah, I, I don't really think I could wrap my brain around all of that. And I think, yeah, I had to get some stitches on my eyebrow so that it would like come back together. And my car was totaled. Well, I think we might have, I might have gotten it fixed actually. <laughs> Dude, I don't even remember. It was just the car ended up getting totaled, but that was a different, different, different time. But that was just a really eye opening thing for me. And I don't even know if I stopped drinking at that point. Like, I think I, I mean, obviously I was still bartending and I'm sure I took things a little bit slower, but that was forever solidified into my brain as. I don't know what the F just happened. So, and I just share this to like share that, you know, I'm human and I fuck up and I make mistakes just like everybody else does. And I make bad choices and I, yeah, have done some things and I'm so grateful that I haven't caused any harm to anyone. I haven't you know, yeah, I'm just, I'm just very grateful for all of that. Let's see. So I graduated college. Yeah. At any point, I don't, I still don't think I stopped drinking. I guess I just, I don't even know. I mean, I still went to work. I'm sure I still drank at work. I guess I had just, you know, chalked it up to just whoops. And let's see, how old was I at that time, 2016? I guess like 23. Damn, that was so young. And like, these are the moments where I have to like not let myself spiral into shame or just like thinking that I'm such a bad person or anything like that. So let's see, graduated college. Yeah, was still a bartender. Um, yeah, I've been a bartender since the pandemic. So I think I just was always around alcohol and I've, I've really just always had this hard, hard experience of moderation. My brain chemistry, I mean, I feel like I have alcoholism in my family and I've never done like a, a genotype thing to see, but I know I've heard that you know, I have had grandparents that were alcoholics and I can only imagine that it travels throughout the family. And it's also 
like going back to that whole thing of just alcohol being normalized and all of our brain chemistries being so different that, you know, it's, it's reacting differently to people. Different people have different histories, different emotional experiences, different traumas. So like, it's literally a grab bag and it's just crazy to think about. But I think it's also important that we know, know our history because if your parents have alcoholism, you are 50% likely to develop alcoholism as well. And I think when it's grandparents, it's 25%. Um, but that, that statistic might be incorrect. And I think also a big, I wonder if this was around the same time when I had changed my major to psychology, I was really into pharmacology, which is kind of this scientific study on a chemical, a smaller scale, like molecular. I think it, it, it could be either, but yeah, just this kind of science based, like what are the drugs made up of? How does it interact with your body? What does it do to your body? And I just remember like the chapter on alcohol and and just thinking, holy shit, there's so much about alcohol that we're not taught. And so I was kind of talking about it earlier, but, and I said, we wouldn't get into the science, but I think this is also like a helpful, a helpful little thing. So there's something called blood alcohol levels. And this is similar to BAC. And so, well, no, that's fucking BAC. <laughs> and BAC is like, you know, the test, the the breathalyzer test. Um, I think 0.08 is the legal limit. So, and I don't even know what I, I didn't do a breathalyzer that night. So I don't even know what I was at. But if I was blackout drunk, like, who knows? But when the when you start drinking and you are increasing the levels of alcohol in your body, they go into your blood. And so alcohol is one of the more interesting drugs that it has two kind of uh, ways. You know, some things are just considered stimulants. Some things are just considered depressants. Like um, Adderall is considered a stimulant because it's stimulating you. It's increasing a lot of things. But alcohol actually acts as both. So when your levels are rising, it acts as a stimulant, which kind of explains, you know, getting buzzed and getting really excited and getting really silly and laughing and like high energy. But then when your levels are falling, so pretend you have, you're like, okay, I've had three drinks and now I'm done drinking. As your levels are falling, it starts to shift into more of a sedative. And that's what we were talking about earlier. So your central nervous system, like your heart and your lungs, they, they start slowing down. It's almost like you, like, you know, when you sedate someone, you're putting them to sleep, like anesthetizing, things like that. So you can also withdraw from alcohol. You could literally drink yourself to death because you are blacked out and you don't know and you could poison yourself, which I feel like I've had alcohol poisoning a lot in my life. <sighs> yeah, it's just wild to think about and it's like, okay, well that explains why we get sleepy after one drink or things like that, but it's just crazy and I don't even know why I started talking about that but 
yeah. So where was I in this story? Um, yeah, just always had like a weird, I, moderation was just not something that was easy for me. And I'm not sure if that's a limiting belief or if it's, that's my brain chemistry or if it's a little bit of both. I just, yeah, I've never, I've never had like a healthy relationship with it. So let's see. So we're in the like 2016. So I graduated college. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I had that car accident before I graduated college. Did I? I'm not sure. I would have to do some social media digging, some digging because I don't really remember when that was. But I do remember I was living in an apartment with my friend. So I kind of remember maybe like 2016 maybe after I graduated. Ooh, I think it was after because I think I remembered the glasses that I was wearing. Anyways, it, it doesn't really matter when, but I know I was very young and yeah, it's, it's a lot to hold space for. And it's a lot to like, make sure I don't judge myself. I, where was I? So 2016, 2017. Okay. Yeah. And then I remember dating someone. I feel like I've dated a lot of people who have had alcohol problems. Um, because I remember like them drinking like a six pack a night. And I think that is when, you know, I, I kind of realized, um, And of course, like, that's like when your ego comes in and it's like, oh, well, so-and-so drinks so-and-so and and I'm a lot better than so-and-so because I don't blah, blah. So either way, it just, hmm. but even then that was five years ago. And like, I guess I've just grown in more just understanding that there's this weird relationship. Um, but I would still, you know, drink probably a lot. And even recently, like within the last couple of years, um, yeah, there have been several occasions when, when I have blacked out and yeah, it just breaks my heart that I used to do it all the time. And yeah, get behind the wheel of a car, like, but I don't think that shaming myself is going to do any good, I think that I can only look forward and do better, you know, and it's especially interesting navigating sobriety in the EDM world, just because, you know, a lot of shows are at bars, or festivals, people drink, and it just keeps going back to this idea that alcohol is so normalized, and people don't think it's any any different or any weird that, you know, you have a beer with, with dinner or happy hour or so-and-so-and-so-and-so. And I think it was sometime last year, or was it this year? I don't know. I remember there were some significant dates like December 12, 12. I think it was 12, 12 of last year. And I was like, 
that's bizarre. Then I'm like mega hungover on 12-12, which I think was supposed to be some portal. But I just remember I was literally hungover all day. And I think this is a podcast for another time, but I usually like to smoke a little bit to help with the stomach kind of issues with hangovers and and things like that but I wasn't able to so I think I was just like I was wrecked like I had to get Davis to make me mashed potatoes because I couldn't eat anything I couldn't keep anything in my stomach and it was just like embarrassing and you know when you're just like you can't move and you're stuck in your bed and all you can do is sleep it's just like I don't know if y'all have ever had anxiety but that's just when you (laughs) are literally just ruminating and you you're pretty dehydrated so you just feel like shit and you can't do anything other than just think about how horrible you feel so I feel like it was that day that I specifically remember thinking I poisoned myself this is poison alcohol is poison and I think I started to just think about that a lot and especially that that day specifically like went in the books of like okay something needs to change this is like weird (laughs) and this isn't benefiting us this isn't yeah it's just not doing us any good but I think because I couldn't smoke I just drank because you know we're all trying to escape in our own ways So fast forward, I think the same thing happened again, like in February, and it was another situation where it was like on 2-2 or 2-22, February 22nd. And I was like, what is all these deals with me and my really bad transformative hangovers happening on angel number days? (laughs) Which, whatever. I think again, that was a situation when I was like, okay, (laughs) something has to change this isn't fun anymore. I'm not having fun and I'm harming myself and my body and I'm putting myself because it's like when you are hung over you your day is void. You can't do anything that day. So then you start feeling guilty about the actions that you took and the behaviors you had that caused you to not be able to have a productive day. So then you're like pushed a day behind and then you're like, damn, I could have did all my stuff yesterday, but blah, 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 blah. So there's just a lot of feelings involved and it just like gets in the way. And I mean, ever since I started DJing and really getting serious about taking my creative projects to the next level, starting a business, there's a lot of things that Like, I have to stop getting in my way like that. And, you know, I told myself like, oh, I can have a drink or I can have this or blah, 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 blah. But every time I would do it, my body would just be like, hey, what did we talk about last time? And I do know we went to, I don't even remember when. I don't remember if I drank at the festivals. I didn't. I brought, I remember specifically, I brought non-alcoholic beer to Electric Forest 
And I think I only had one beer and a few sips of Davis's beer. And I was really proud of that because, you know, feeling like you need to have a drink at all times or even just getting to this place where your body's like physically expecting the dopamine from drinking. It was cool to see that, you know, I could do it. And let's see, let's see. I know we drink in Vegas, um, but, you know, everything being kind of like three times as expensive made it a little bit easier to not just like overindulge. And let's see, let's see. And this is this year I'm talking about. So, yeah, I would drink over summer. We kind of like stopped keeping it in our refrigerator, which I think is really, really, really a key move. I think I'm like, that was sweets too. It's just my willpower is sometimes not as strong as I would like. And so I would like just if a beer was in the fridge, I would drink it, even if it was like a Tuesday night. And so we stopped keeping it in our fridge, which was super helpful. And I think fast forward a little, little, little bit, I brought non-alcoholic beer to Greenway, but I did drink some beer because this guy came over from a beer company and he just like brought a few cases for me and my friends. So I had a couple just because, I mean, who knows? Who knows? And that's the thing too, like drinking is so second nature that we don't even think about or there's not like an intention behind it. But I did consciously choose not to drink at Dance Festopia. I did have one beer because my parking neighbor and us, we all got, we we got all our stuff together and we had gotten her tickets. And so I had a Mick Ultra. But really since then, I've just been like not drinking. And the thing with me too is putting like hard limits on myself, I think, kind of complicated the process and so I haven't like by then I hadn't said like okay I'm gonna be sober it was just kind of like I'm not choosing to drink which was cool and I think that's like kind of the way I've been navigating it since then so that's like September which I guess was only a month ago damn that's so crazy it feels like forever ago honestly but yeah I had one there and I'm trying to think and I feel like I've probably had a little bit it would be like maybe one every two weeks or something yeah fast forward I didn't drink at Wakan which was awesome and it was cool being like you know present from not being drunk or I just feel like my consciousness just shifts when I'm drinking I perceive things differently you know like I would find that Davis and I would just get into a disagreement and and had we been sober or not drinking, like I think it would have just happened differently. And that's something that I noticed too, like that I didn't like, that I was just really emotional and sensitive and and hearing things the wrong way and and all that. But yeah, I also just attended a wedding, a family wedding sober from alcohol and I feel fucking awesome like and I started feeling this too when I kind of was 
lessening my drinking over the last couple of months. I, when I would drink, I would, because I had been drinking all the time and I didn't know what like that clarity, clear headedness felt like you, when you stop drinking and then you're hungover, you immediately are like, whoa, like, where's that clarity? Why isn't my head clear? What the hell is going on? And that's been something that I've really, really, really been cherishing, like waking up and feeling so refreshed. I think alcohol like fast forwards me into self-shaming. And so being able to wake up in the day and not feel bad about myself and not feel worried. I mean, sometimes I, you know, I have anxiety. I'm human. But it it's amazing to be able to wake up and and just feel good in your body because kind of going back to the thing of like being hungover, you're you're preoccupied thinking about how horrible you feel. And and when you wake up not having drank the night before, that's not even an issue. So it's been really awesome to see how not drinking has changed me physically. And I mean, I've definitely, since 2021, I've lost like 30 pounds, I think. And I know that drinking has to be part of that because, I mean, we love IPAs. And so IPAs are kind of high in calories, at least like maybe like 140, 150. It just depends. But drinking like four or five of those, you've had one whole meal. And that meal on top of your regular meals, you're just at that point, it's too many calories. And I love water and alcohol dehydrates the shit out of me. I mean, I think that's just the nature of the chemical, but yeah. So I'm, I'm finally getting to the point where there are so many more benefits that outweigh the consequences or yeah, the consequences of not drinking. And I, I mean, I think I, I, I got one of those tracker apps last week. Um, I think I'm probably, let's see, maybe like a week and a half sober. I don't think it's been two weeks yet, but I, I think this is my lifestyle now. And, and, you know, sometimes I get sad, like, oh man, am I never going to be able to enjoy a nice beer at a brewery? But I really do feel like I have options and there, there are so many drinks you can have that don't have alcohol. I forgot that you could more than likely go to a bar and order a non-alcoholic cocktail, which is fucking cool. I've had several non-alcoholic beers that have been absolutely delicious and they cost a little bit more, but for me, I'd rather, I'd rather do that. And so it's been really cool finding finding new ways because I think at the end of the day, like it's just like a situation of habit and possibly oral fixation, just like needing to drink something at all times. And I don't know, that could be like a whole other spiritual thing of me feeling like I need to fill some hole or some void. But I think as long as I I'm not poisoning my body that it's okay if I drink five bubble waters in a sitting. But I just really felt called to share kind of my story 
with y'all because I mean, I talk about it and I'm transparent with about it, but I don't I don't know if everybody's like aware of my history with alcohol. And I don't know really like what percentage of listenership that I have is like sober or sober curious or even thinks about all these things. But I do notice that a lot of us are realizing that, you know, we feel a lot better when we haven't drank and we feel a lot better when we choose healthier choices. And so it's really interesting to kind of be on the precipice of this new kind of way of being and and all of these like non-alcoholic options and I think at the end of the day, we just want something that tastes good. Like we don't want to feel like shit. I don't think anyone is intending on purposefully feeling like shit. I mean, sometimes, you know, at least in my case, I think my ego was self-sabotaging me and yeah, just a lot. But, but I know that we're all just looking to feel better and, and have a good time and, yeah, drink things that taste good. And, and I just want you to know that you can do all those things without drinking alcohol. And, and like I said, like it is, it is something that's going to be challenging to navigate, especially in the EDM scene with venues and bars and, you know, sponsorships and all of these things. But I'm also committed to myself and my health and healing and feeling good and taking care of myself because I know that I have so much cool shit that I still want to do. Alcohol gets in the way of it sometimes. And if I, if I'm like creating my own obstacles in my road to living my life, like it's just, it's just going to take forever and, and I'm tired of this back and forth and, and all of that stuff. So I hope that you have enjoyed this this tale and I would love to hear what you think. I'm, yeah, just excited to start this kind of new chapter in my life and see where it goes. And, and I also don't want to hold myself to any strict rules or standards because you know, I am human at the end of the day and, and mistakes can be inevitable. And, and I know that I can succumb to unconsciousness and ignorance. And, and I just want to still choose to be this place of kind of refuge for myself. And I know that shaming and all of that is not the way. So yeah, let me know what you think. I'd love to start a dialogue on this. I'd love to hear your thoughts and and hear where you're at in your journey. And yep, it's just that. It's a journey and it's going to have its ups and its downs. But I'm thankful for my journey and I can't wait to continue sharing it with you. Thanks for listening. I will talk to you later. I love y'all. Bye. Bye.